0: concerning uh, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and our gathering together to Him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or trouble, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for the day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition." who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God who, uh, or that is worship. So the, the son of perdition, it's talking about the Antichrist here. So that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I hold these things? And what was happening is that some people were trying to upset the faith of some people, saying that Jesus already returned. And so he's trying to correct this and, and try to reveal this to, to, his, to the people uh, of the church that Jesus hadn't returned yet. And he says, and now what, Now it says here, uh, um, Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is, what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For, my, for the mystery of the lawless is already at work only, he who now restrains will do until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, now it's gonna you, you're going to need some explana- explanation here. Now, when we're talking here, he's talking about here, when we look at this, he says, for the mystery of the lawless, this is already at work, only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Um. You know, uh, it says the lawless one will not be revealed until, until uh, the restrainer is taken out of the way. Who's the restrainer? It actually has a capital H here. It could be talking about God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's talking about the Holy Spirit working through the church. And so here it's saying that the Antichrist will not be revealed until the restrainer, the Holy Spirit, is taking out of the picture. In other words, the Holy Spirit abides in the church. And I believe as the church um, is praying and witnessing, and and the church is called the salt of the earth, which means that the church is preserving, the, the, the believer is preserving the earth. And so until the Christians are taken out of the way, God will not reveal the Antichrist. That's why I believe this is saying here is that that the Antichrist will be not will not be revealed until the church is taken out of the way. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so so the Holy Spirit is in each believer. And so uh and so the Holy Spirit, so if if the church is raptured, uh out of the way, then, that, then nothing will stop the Antichrist from coming in and taking over. Because you know prayer is powerful. Now, I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit's going to be leaving the earth, because I believe the Holy Spirit will still be down here to draw people down here on earth during the tribulation. But uh, the Holy Spirit that's residing in the church, the church, I believe, is keeping all the, the uh, evil to really come in full uh, work. Uh, In the end days. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that your prayers are making a difference? Amen. I believe that. And so we must believe that in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17. Let's look at that. It says here, and this is another uh, scripture that I I believe pertaining to the rapture. And, um, you know, it says here that uh, if you found, just say amen. It says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel and with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive will, will remain. shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So here, um, you know, some theologians, and I believe it this way as well, that this isn't the second coming because Jesus is catching people up in the air. He has not put his foot down on the earth and that it's going, to be a, uh, it's going to be a mystery, and it's going to be sort of a secret to the world, because the world doesn't know what's going on. But the church should know what's going on. Amen? And, uh, and so I believe this, that, 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 that God is going to uh, have the church raptured before the seven-year tribulation, and the first three-and-a-half years is supposed to be the wrath of Christ, and the second three-and-a-half years is the wrath of God. And so it's going to get bad in the seven-year tribulation. It's going to get really, really bad, and and uh, I don't know about you, but I believe that Jesus doesn't want the church going through that. Amen. Amen. Right. And so, and so we have to look at that. You know, the, there's other scriptures talking about that. You know, that if we're worthy, that we will, uh, will we will not be in you know the tribulation. That we will not be in the tribulation. So. There's there's scriptures that pertain to that you know uh, there's old testament scriptures and the old testament is type and shadows of of the new testament it it, it reveals Christ it reveals the salvation plan when you read the old testament um, you know uh, uh, and so there's there's glimpses of of reality of the truth of what God is doing today from the old testament Christ is revealed in the old testament to us and 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 so um, there's a, a story about about Lot and Abraham, Abraham's uh, nephew Lot that was uh, in, in the city of uh, Sodom. And, uh, and so what happened was that Abraham prayed uh, to uh, God or, or spoke to the Lord about, about the city and talked about, you probably remember about, you know, if there would be 40 righteous, then down to 30, if there would be 10 righteous, would you spare the city? But this is really interesting. When you study this out, and I don't have the scripture at, uh, on hand, but you can look, you can check it out. Um, and do a study for yourself, but it said that the angel, when he came, he actually came to Lot's house, and really, he came to Lot's house, and, and they came to check out what was going on in the city, and the angel said to Lot that they could, that they could not destroy the city until Lot was out of that city. So, you know, he was, a righteous, he was a righteous person. So that kind of tells me, even though God's judgment was there to destroy the city, Lot had to be out of that city, and the angel could not do anything. So that sort of tells me, uh, now you can see saying, well, that's stretching it. But that sort of tells me that God won't do anything, as in uh, allow the Antichrist to come in until the church is out. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That, that kind of reveals to me that, you know, and I know that it, it's debatable. And uh, you may lean on, you know, that we're, that we're supposed to go through the tribulation. But the more I study it, you know, even the crown of righteousness, think about this. In the crown of righteousness that it, it says here, and you want to back up to how we receive the crown of righteousness, is that uh, we should, uh, of course, walk a righteous life, but we should love his appearing. You know, everybody's going to love his appearing if you're in the tribulation. and <laughs> In other words, if everybody's head's being cut off, Lord, come quickly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That should be a no-brainer. Everybody should get that crown. But if if the Bible is true, and what I believe it talks about is that that when Jesus comes back, it's going to be like the days of Noah. The Bible says. Jesus actually says it in Matthew 24. He's just going to be like, and people are going to be uh, given in marriage, doing business. It's going to be like everything's happening like regular, like normal. And so, and so, if that's the truth. And and that tells me then all, you know, hell's not breaking loose yet. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, that that if if things are going to be happening normal as they always did, then then that's the way Jesus is going to be coming back when it doesn't seem like he's going to come back. He's going to come back. The Bible actually says he's going to come back like a thief in the night. And so we really need to be, you know, expectant. That's what's called the, 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 the blessed hope is that, you know, we should not, you know, uh, a lot of times I think we get into, you know, this the, you know eschatology, which is the study of end times. And we start looking more. And if we, if we lean more, I, I believe sometimes if we lean more on the idea that we're going through the tribulation and Jesus is coming at the end, then we lean more towards looking for, you know, the Antichrist. In other words, we're looking for when is the Antichrist is going to appear. So we, we start looking at the end time events, but the Bible never tells us to look for the Antichrist. Right. The Bible tells us to look for Jesus. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. We should be looking for the return of Jesus, yes. not be looking for the Antichrist appearing. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? Amen. And so and so that's what we need to be looking at. And that's and that's what, what we call is, is the, the blessed hope. that that we're believing that Jesus could return any moment. And if we're believing that, that should keep us walking in purity before God. Because if we're believing that Jesus could return tonight, then we should be on our P's and Q's. Amen. If we're waiting and say, well, the the temple hasn't been built in, in Israel yet, so, you know, the Antichrist can't show up yet. And if we're waiting for some natural things to happen you know, for the Antichrist to show up, if we're waiting for that, then I, I, my, my take on it is that it could make us lazy as Christians. Or we may not even really need to really serve God in, until all this starts happening. Then we can start serving God. That's my take on it. Okay, that's my side on it. And so, and so to me, I have more faith and belief that, that Christ is going to, you know, the, the, the rapture is going to be before the second coming. Amen. Now you can study it out for yourself because, you know, the, the church can be split on this and, and some of the church. And there's nothing wrong if you believe that, and that makes your faith great uh, that you're going through the tribulation. Then stand on that belief. I'm not telling you to not stand on that belief. But my faith is stronger believing in a rapture. For me, Personally. That my faith, I stand stronger on that. But if you stand strong in going through that, and of course, you know, people believe that if we go through the tribulation, we've got to give that side, that God will protect us as we go through the tribulation, like the 10 plagues of Egypt and the Egyptians were protected through it. That's, you know, that God will protect you through that. And so, and, and that's what some people believe that we're going through tribulation. Either way, we need to be ready. Either way, we need to be ready. Whatever, whatever you believe, and some people believe in the mid-tribulation that Jesus is coming back in the middle. Whatever you believe, you need to be ready. You need to be ready for the return of Christ. And so, so for us to get the crown of, of righteousness, we need to be walking upright before the Lord. Amen. Obeying his statutes and his decrees, uh, doing what he wants us to do. And, you know, I'm excited because, you know, Jesus could be coming back any moment. And we need to be talking about that, that Jesus can, I believe, he could show up any time. That it doesn't have to, we don't have to wait to a certain event to happen in Israel or for the appearing of the Antichrist to show up. I believe that he could come back any moment. Amen. And so that should keep us in a place where, where uh, we're staying, you know, fired up for God. Amen. And so, and so that's my take on it. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And, uh, and so, you know, the second crown, I, I may try to hit on that, is called the incorruptible crown. It, this is the victor's crown for those who uh, discipline their bodies and bring their bodies into subjection and under self-control. And so, you know, we uh, have... Uh, you know, God has given us uh, authority over our bodies. Amen? And so let's look at 1 Corinthians 9, 25 through 27. And it says here, amen, uh, it says, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable ground. Therefore I run, thus not with uncertainty, thus I fight not as one who beats the air, But I discipline my body and bring it to subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So really, um, it's talking about here that there is a a crown, which could also be called the victor's crown. And um, this is that where we are disciplining ourselves and that we're walking with God and that we're not allowing, you know, our our carnal uh, nature to control us and that we're allowing God to control us by the Holy Spirit. You know, um, it's this, is that if if whatever we're doing, even if it looks good, what we're doing, even if it looks good, if it's born out of the flesh, it won't accomplish anything in eternity. So whatever we do out of the flesh will not accomplish too much. It has to be out of the Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If if, it's, if if even what we do is good, that's accomplished out of flesh, it will turn into pride. It will give man glory. Whatever is done out of the flesh gives man glory. But whatever is done out of the spirit gives God, gives God glory. Whatever is produced out of the spirit realm or out of faith should always give praise and glory to God. That's why when we do anything... We should do it out of the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It should be done by the leading of the Holy Spirit, not done out of the flesh. Is this helping anybody today? Because you can do a lot of things out of the flesh. You you can even, you know, I've heard of stories of people trying, you know, you can even look at a calling. You know, like a a fivefold calling, like an evangelist or a pastor. And you can say, I like that type of calling. But if you're not called to do that and you try to do that calling, you're stepping out of place. And you're doing it in the flesh instead of by the leading of the Spirit. And even if you do some good and get some people saved, and even if you're able to build a church, you will not receive a reward if that's not your place. That doesn't sound right, does it? But, But God, He has a place for each one of us. And what we do cannot be out of our flesh. It has to be out of the Spirit. Amen? That's the reason why some of us are trying to make a lot of things happen, but we're, but it's, it's, it's coming out of our carnal nature instead of the spirit realm. And so if we're, if we're trying to make it happen out of our carnality or out of the flesh, it won't accomplish much. The Bible says this way, unless the Lord builds the house. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor to build it, notice it says they built it. They that labor to build it, build it in vain. So even though you may be building a spiritual house, if it's being built from the flesh, that labor is in vain. It has to be built out of the Spirit of God. Is this helping anybody today? So, so we have to be governed by our spirit. We have to be led by the Spirit. So when, when he's talking about here, you know, receiving you know, the victor's crown, he's talking about not allowing the flesh to dictate to us what we're going to do. You know the flesh will say a lot. It will tell you to do a lot of things or tell you not to do a lot of things. But it's God, the leading of the Holy Spirit, that will reveal to us what we need to do and what we need not to do, and that will help us to build that 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 you know godly house, if I may, you know, in, in the Lord. And so as we as we do that, we may receive the 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 victor's crown, amen. The the incorruptible crown. Glory to God. And so, and so I believe that these crowns are special crowns given for people that are, are going above and beyond the measure, you know, of, of their, their duties in Christ. And I don't know about you, but I, I want some of these crowns. Amen? I want to have a crown where, where it's imperishable and, and, you know, we should be looking for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We should be running our race, believing that we're going to hear God say, uh, you know, blessed are you, you know, uh, come into the joy of the Lord, you know, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And, you know, that's the way I want to be living my life every day. You know, when I put my head on the pillow, I want to just have that, that satisfaction on the inside that the Lord is saying, well done, you did, well, you did good today. You submitted yourself to me. You resisted the devil. The temptation that the enemy was trying to get you to go in that direction. You did not go in that direction. And you know what? You have submitted yourself. And that's that's one more notch closer to the crown of victory. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Because I'm gonna say this, we're all dealing with weaknesses. And you know, and the enemy is constantly working on us to back up, back off. To, to not be as diligent as we need to be, yes. are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Get a little lax in our walk, and I don't know about you, you know, man, woo, man, you know. There's um, in uh, Matthew 24, it, it talks about maybe in 25, Matthew 25, it talks about Jesus talks about the parable, uh, and I'm closing here of the uh, ten virgins, and he talks about you know in the parable of the ten virgins. You know, five, you know, kept their oil filled yes. and five did not fill their oil. Yes. And he talks about the ten virgins. I, I, I see that as being like church, ten church members. Yes. And I see that as the church and some people are staying fired up. Yes. They're reading the word. They're staying in the presence of God. They're keeping their oil filled. Yes. And the Bible said that the other five were, were relaxed in their walk with God and it said that the day that came, that Jesus came, and I believe that's talking about the rapture, that, 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 that uh, the, the five that had their oil filled, they were ready to be received you know, into glory, but the other five weren't ready, and that they were trying to scramble to get ready. And, and the Bible said that they didn't make it in. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The Bible said the five virgins that were not ready, that did not keep their oil filled, did not make it in. And, you know, listen, if you can't live for Christ why it's relatively easy down here, then then if we do go through the tribulation, you're not going to live for Christ when they start putting pressure on you if you're going to eat or buy and sell. If it starts getting bad, if you're not living for Christ now, when it's not bad, you're sure certainly not going to live for Christ when it starts getting bad. If you can't live for Christ, when well, it's easy. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because some will, some will even say, well, if they, and some may believe that, and they may go, well, Jesus is not coming back until the Antichrist is set up. And so the Antichrist is not anywhere close, so I don't have to do anything. Well, if you're not doing anything now, when, when all the pressure comes on you, you're going to bow to the pressure and get the mark. And see, the Bible says that if you get the mark, then that's it. The mark of the beast, you know, the mark. You know, the Bible talks about the mark, and I know there's a lot further explaining if you don't understand what I'm saying today. But, you know, if you can't start serving God now, you're going to fall under the pressure, and you're going to take the mark, and you're going to say, well, it's the grace of God, and you're going to have preachers preaching, oh, the grace of God will cover the mark. The grace of God will cover the mark. And, you're going to, and we're going to buy into the grace of God covering the mark. But the Bible doesn't say that. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says you take the mark that's do, do not pass go, go directly to hell. I mean jail. I mean monopoly. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you, you, you get the mark. You're, you're, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? There's no repentance over that. There's no turning back. Amen. So you know whether what camp you're in that we're going to be raptured now, believe that, but if we're going through, you better start living for God now. You start better start living for Christ now. Amen, get ready now. Amen. Don't say, oh yeah, because the Bible says this, you start backing off the things of God and pretty soon you're not believing you're not walking with the Lord that you know even in Romans it talks about that God will send you a delusion, and that you won't even want to believe anymore. Now, that's to the unbeliever. But the Bible also says that if you are in, in uh, rebelling against God, it is rebellion when you're sinning actively against God and not repenting. You're in, total, you're in rebellion against God. And if you're in rebellion against God, the Bible says perhaps God will grant you the grace of repentance. One scripture talks about that. What do you mean? You mean you might, I might have to have Grace? For repentance? Yeah. God may not grant you the grace of repentance if you keep saying no to him. If you keep saying no to him over and over again, then you know, then you know, there's gonna be a there there's a point where God's gonna leave you to your idols. He, he will there is a point. There is a place. I don't know where that point is, but there is a place where God will say, Okay, if you don't want me and you want that, then I'm gonna stop drawing you by my spirit. And I don't know about you but the worst thing in the world is to have comfort in your sin. <sighs> the worst thing in the world is for you to be comfortable sinning. And not have any kind of conviction in your heart. That is the worst place to be as a Christian, to have no holy ghost conviction and you're steeped in sin. That's the worst place to be. Because if you don't if you don't have any kind of anxiety about your sin. You don't have any any kind of fear or more remorse about the sin that you might be doing as a Christian that you're in a bad place with God. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God, you're in a very bad place. And you and 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 the fear of God is a gift. Can I say that again, the fear of God is having a reverential fear of God knowing that God is God and we're not is a gift it's a gift to have a reverential fear of the judgment of God and see the way because the, the reason why the world is going the way it's going the the person without God is because they don't fear God they don't believe that God has created a hell and that they don't believe that they need to receive Jesus as the punishment for their sin, and they don't even believe in a hell, and and most people will believe in a heaven, hopefully, but they don't believe in hell. They don't believe that God is going to judge, but God is a just judge. Yes. And we need to be aware of that. That's the reason why we need to be persuading people to come to Jesus. There is a cause. There is a reason for us to be here. And that's the reason why we need to be Alerting people and letting our Christian brothers that are not walking with Christ get back in. Let, let, our, you know, let the people that don't know Christ get in to the safety ark of God. Because the rain is coming. The rain of, is coming. Not just the rain of God's glory, but the rain of God's wrath is coming down on this earth. And it's coming. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to be ready for the return of Christ. I'm going to keep myself fired up for the things of Christ. I'm going to press through. It's a press. It's a press. It's a press to press through the things, to get to God, to walk in God. There's a press. Yes, maybe some of you might need a fast. Oh man, did I go there? Maybe some of you might need to lay down some carnal things. Did I go there? Maybe we might need to do that so we can pick up some higher things in Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be the person... That Jesus has come back. Because the Bible says, well, when Jesus comes back, will he find faith? Another translation says, will he find faithfulness? So when Jesus comes back, will he find people in faith? Serving him. Obeying him. Walking the walk. Talking the talk. Doing what he's calling us to do. Will he find? He's going to find me doing that. And he's going to find you doing that. Because this church is being raised up to be a great and mighty church for God. Each one of you, Jesus is coming back. And I'm telling you, the wrinkles and the spots are being removed off of each one of us in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We never like to end our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal savior. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me, say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I'm trusting you for my life today. I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.excelifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.